Hey guys, and welcome to podcast number five of the Outspoken 30s. I am doing this one quite last minute and it is literally only just Sunday, if that even makes sense. It is Sunday and it is 20 to 5 and I'm planning to get this out for 6 o'clock. So there can be no errors on this one. Uh, for those of you who have never listened before, you may not have listened to previous ones. My name is Natalie. Um, and this at the moment is basically a, a podcast of me chatting on with myself about life experiences and things that um, I've done in my life, experiences that I've shared, any like, knowledge that I want to share with you guys, lessons that I've learnt along the way and just a way of um, you getting to know me a little bit more and today's podcast uh, I want to talk about which most people know me for these days apologies for the bike I have where I live annoyingly on a daily basis I have to listen to the sound of a bike go past the window and I do not like loud sounds so it annoys the life out of me every time so today's let me go back to what I was saying today's podcast is going to be about handstands because most people know me from doing handstands if you do follow me on instagram uh all my best mates know me for just being upside down all the time people think actually that i spend more more time upside down than i do the right way around which rewind back to my the start of my handstand journey that was the case but actually nowadays i'm pretty busy so i don't get to spend as much time as what i would actually like to be upside down so i suppose i should start with what's got me into handstands um and I think I have shared my like fitness journey so it was I was I was getting into training getting fit and I was using the Emily Sky Fit program and then I was in my gym at the time which was multi-fit in Salford which is in the AJ AJ Bell Stadium and there was a guy called Dave sound guy I can't remember if we actually had a conversation or not, but like he was one of those people I could literally just watch work out because he was such a beast. I was just like, and appreciate how much of a beast he was. Um, he had no hair, which might sound irrelevant, but the fact is he did a headstand in the middle of the gym on a hard floor with nothing underneath his head. And I was like, now I want to be as cool as this guy and I want to be able to do a headstand. So I got it in my head, quite literally and decided to start learning headstands. Now, if you have been following my Instagram since my headstand days, you will see that I failed miserably quite a few times. And I had a lot of people helping me along the way of commenting and saying, oh, bring your hands in wider and getting some you know, feedback on headstands, which was amazing. And at this time, headstands, handstands, I think people were doing them, but they weren't as popular as what they are now, which we're talking four and a half years later, nearly five um, there are a lot more out there and less like, why are you upside down in the gym? What are you doing? Which I was that upside down weird. I, I mean, I don't think I'm weird, but some other people might think that I was weird being upside down all the time. So I started to learn headstands at home first. And then when I got confident enough and thought, yeah, I'm all right, I can do these. I started to do them in the gym. And from headstands, once I started, I say mastered them. I was doing headstands on holiday. I remember the, um, when did I start learning them? I think I started learning them in the July of 2018. I think so. And then I went to Portugal twice in September and October, I think. I went on two different holidays, both to Albufeira, believe it or not. And I... Uh, 
remember trying to do a headstand on the sand and was thinking, oh my God, this is awful and it's so hard. And honestly, back then I realised like how much, as I suppose I didn't realise, but how much core was involved in headstands. I mean, you do need your core in handstands, but ultimately in a headstand, you need to be able to control that core and lift the legs up. So that's kind of, if you're in the right position, that's that main thing that helps stabilise the headstand so I got into headstands got obsessed with headstands from that I started posting on Instagram that became my thing to post I kind of then like tried to steer away from the before and afters of losing weight and looking a certain way I just got obsessed with headstands and then because you know the good old Instagram algorithm wanted to throw at me handstands and people doing handstands and from this point I started following a few people who did handstands. At the time, I found Gina and Lauren. Uh, they were both ex-gymnasts, quite opposites really, because Lauren is about my height and Gina is like a lot smaller, um, but both amazing gymnasts. But they were doing more calisthenics as well as obviously handstands as well. Um, and I bought Lauren's guide and that helped me sort of kick off my handstand journey. And I was trying all different drills and literally every day I was upside down like honestly not even an exaggeration I was trying at home I was trying in the gym and I actually just I think from handstands one of like the main lessons that I've learned is I actually stop caring what people think in the gym like if I can fail at doing something that I don't know how to do in front of people who may or may not be watching it doesn't really matter at least I'm trying and if you're trying something new and someone's got something to say about it, as in something negative, that's their problem, not yours. And like, no one ever really, people, you know, there was a stage where I was like, oh my God, you're upside down all the time. I'm like, because I'm not giving up. I want to do this. And um, the things with handstand is you can spend hours on your hands just to spend a few seconds upside down. And honestly, it's the longest I've spent trying to learn something. And I've I've had my phases of cycling, swimming, and handstands is the longest thing that I've spent trying to learn. And I actually ended up going on two self-calisthenics retreats with Lauren and Gina. I went to Barcelona and Bali, both which were amazing holidays. Met so many people from all different all different backgrounds and different countries, and it was just a great way to connect with other people who are kind of on the same level, still learning, and yeah, just just both amazing holidays and different great experiences. I was recently looking back on the Barcelona trip and forgot how amazing that was. To be fair, just hand standing on the beach, going to different black viewpoints and stuff, and it was just so nice. Just getting upside down and not being the only one who was getting upside down. And to be fair, my handstands, this was in 2019, I think. Yeah, it was 2019 um, in the July and then I think the November, December. So the um, Barcelona was in the July. And so I've not been doing them that long, to be fair, at this point. And I was getting a bit of time on my hands, but it took me ages to really learn the balance. And then I managed to connect with a few different hand balances um so i became friends funnily enough a funny story my dad was going to a yoga class with a lady called samara yoga and if you i don't know what her instagram is i think i don't know if it's tammy rara but she is and she's just insane she is like so flexible so strong i mate literally I'm in awe of her every time I see her on Instagram. Um, she's amazing. And my dad was going to her yoga classes at the time. And he always said to me, he was like, 
this one guy who does all the mad handbound stuff and he's trying to do calisthenics and I was like, oh, I need to, like, I need to meet this guy. And um, I can't remember how it happened now. I think I went to a yoga class and then the guy at the time, which I didn't know his name, I don't think my dad did, to be fair. I think he knew him as Chris, I'm not sure. Um, he wasn't there. So I only went to a few classes because that's what I kind of went on the basis of trying to meet someone else who also loves spending time upside down as much as me. And then actually, weirdly enough, Chris started following me from on Instagram through someone else. This is the power of social media, by the way, through someone else. And then it wasn't until I posted a picture of my dad saying happy birthday. He was like, no way, is that your dad? I used to do yoga with him. I was like, no way, are you the person that my dad was on about? And we didn't even know. And uh, I did a few different, uh, a few training sessions with Chris at this time. Chris was just amazing and he's even more insane now, to be fair. He can do all sorts of stuff. Um, And he's forever working on his practice and he's probably one of the hardest workers that um, I personally know. I've not trained with him for ages, but he is just honestly insane. And he massively helped. He used to spot me and help me go upside down. Um, and his background is more yoga. Um, so he's a bit more zen than me. <laughs> uh, and then I've also then took up different courses with of like so many different people. Because I really, I, I kind of got to that point where I was like, I'm just not. I'm just not getting this on my own. And I think the beauty of it with handstands is it's you are forever learning. And there's been so many light bulb moments of something where so where something's clicked and I'm like, yes, now I get that. Now I understand it. Literally so many of these moments. And even still now I'm like, ah, now I know how that feels. And it's always like, even with when you learn to balance on two hands doing a straight handstand then there's tuck then there's straddle and there's pike which I've still not mastered there's an endless amount to learn and that is the beauty of handstands is that you're forever learning and forever working on your flexibility your strength and one thing that I always say to people when I do workshops actually is that when you start getting upside down you realize everything else that you need to work on that you've not worked on before now like your flexibility or you might have an imbalance that you don't know about literally or you're really impatient and you need to learn to be more patient or you get easily frustrated and you need to chill out same as patience I suppose but you honestly you learn so much more about your body and your even personality learning a skill and it might not even just be handstands like learning any skill I suppose is the same but for me handstands massively changed my attitude towards training and don't get me wrong I spent a lot of time having a love-hate relationship with handstands. I'm like, why am I even doing this? Like, why don't I just stop? Because I'm not getting anywhere and I can't do it and I'm rubbish. And I've spent, I spent a lot of time actually not being nice to myself. And it, that, I suppose until I started coaching even online and then when I went into in person, it wasn't until I got to that point that I actually started to realise that, do you know what? I need to be nicer to myself because it's a hard process and like when you see other people struggling you realize that that was me once upon a time and you know like it's nice to to give someone encouragement even if like even if that was me I'd probably give myself shit because I, I'd, I'd have thought myself wasn't good enough but actually it's still amazing like you've got to celebrate the little wins when it comes to learning a skill as I said you'll you'll spend a lot of time learning but actually for a few more seconds of balance and it is something that you have to be super dedicated to. And 
having having a discipline has made me more disciplined and has made me more motivated. It's made me want to get stronger, get more flexible and be more patient with myself. All these different things that actually when someone goes, what, you just do handstands? And I'm like, but there's so much more to handstands than just being upside down. And just honestly, when you're upside down, if you try and think about anything else whilst you're upside down, you're you're gone, you're out. There's no point. Like if you're trying to think about what you're in for tea whilst you're upside down, you're going to lose your balance. I mean, unless you're one of the pros, then probably not. But it takes a lot of focus and... Honestly, sharing this passion with other people is something that I absolutely love. Um, I suppose I should start with how I end up turning something, not start with, but I suppose go into the detail of how I ended up going from learning it to then actually teaching it. And honestly, at one point I was like, oh, I couldn't teach this, this is well hard, because I didn't believe in myself at the time. And it was basically lockdown. So, obviously, 2020, which feels like years... Well, it is years ago, but feels like a million years ago now. I um, decided that I had spare time, which I did and I didn't, to be fair. But in my spare time of having all this sunshine and my gardens practising and all that, I thought, you know what? I am gonna, I'm going to create a challenge and get people upside down. Like I'm going to convince people to learn from me, even though I'm not that amazing. At the time, is what I thought to myself. And to be fair, I wasn't, I wasn't as good as what I am now, but I was still good enough. Like, one thing my dad always says to me is that you're still going to be better than, you know, someone who's never done something before. So, if if you've never tried it before, you're still going to, you know, whatever level you're at. If you've been learning for a year, eighteen months, you're still going to be better than someone who's never done it before. So you've still got knowledge to pass on. And also another quote is that we're all just eight pints of blood at the end of the day. So, you know, when people get excited about celebrities, we're all eight pints of blood. Anyway, moving on. How did I start? So I started this challenge. And for those who aren't aware, I'll explain it. So I decided to come up with a concept of in 30 days, I would create a challenge for people to try and follow a program and learn how to get upside down. Now, that wasn't promising that you'd be able to hold a freestanding handstand in 30 days. It was more about getting people upside down. They'd pay a certain amount of money and then they'd have been with anyone who made the most progress or you put the most effort in because we all know we love an incentive. They would win uh, money back. And I ran quite a few of these because they were really popular and I absolutely just honestly loved it. And then what was it I think that was in like the March and April and then by the July I was still training outside at this point and I realized that my mum's concrete slabs were absolutely killing my fingers when I was trying to really grip and hold a handstand I was like oh I need some like wood or something so I ended up I can't remember if I'd done the logo before or after this I think maybe I had actually created the handstand movement branding before I created the boards. But then basically my dad found me some plywood and I was doing handstands on this really cheap, shitty plywood. And then I realised, I was like, maybe I should get my own boards made. I'd found some that were in America and I was like, but there's none in the UK. So I created the concept of the handstand board. And um, the wording on the back, which is the handstand movements, my idea on that was one little trick that I found helped me balance was trying to look at a bottle of chalk and read the chalk whilst I was upside down because it helped me focus where I needed my eyes to focus. So I thought, well, if I put the wording on the back, 
that'll help. That'll sort of remind people what they need to do and it'll give them something to focus on. So my the, what is now the large handstand board was the OG board that I brought out. Originally, it was called the beginner's board because um, it was bigger. But then I changed them to small, medium, large. And obviously now I've got plates and all different products. But this was like when the, the board was born. And I've obviously sold quite a few since then. And I still can't believe it, to be fair. Um, I do need to promote these more than I do. But I have literally got boards in so many countries because I put them on Etsy and obviously social media. And it's absolutely blown my mind. And... Bear in mind that I actually do the handstand movement stuff on the side of my other job, which is graphic design. Um, obviously, lockdown, I had more time on my hands because I was busy but with design work, but not as busy as what I could have been. So in lockdown, I was doing the challenges and then I realised actually I should be qualified to do this really in terms of like there is no qualification in handstands. You could do gymnastics coaching, but I wasn't fancying that. And... And then decided to do a personal training course. I think this was still, we were still in lockdown, but we could, could we meet up? Were we still in lockdown? It's all a bit of a blur, so forgive me. But I ended up doing a PT qual. I did the gym instructing and the PT qualification with, oh, my name, he's changed the name since, so I can't remember the name of the company now. Um, But I did complete it. And from that is what then means I could be insured to then do more in person uh, or online coaching with people um and I absolutely do you know what? I actually quite like the personal training but it's just such a competitive business that actually I think I'd rather just stick to my niche which is teaching people as bizarre as it sounds teaching people to handstand um and then I was really lucky that I then ended up getting a I don't know if I've said this in a previous podcast I got a job working at a women's only gym and started teaching handstands there. And it started off as like one class a week. And then at one point it did go to like seven classes a week because everyone went wild for it. And yeah, and I suppose you could say the rest is history. I've been, I think I coached there from the May uh, in 2021, I think. So I think I've been like in-person classes for two years, um, which... Actually, now I sit and think about it, it blows my mind a little bit because time has gone so quickly. And I think it was in November of the 21, yes, it was, that I then thought, do you know what? I'm going to trial a workshop. I'm going to just do this. I'm a very just-do person and think about the consequences after. Um, and I know there's a lot of people who just overthink and won't do. I suppose is the fine line between the two. Like, it's good to think about what you're going to do and then do it. But, you know, I'll just do it and then hope for the best. And honestly, it was a massive success. I got a few different coaches helping me and I've literally done workshops ever since then and I've travelled all different places. I managed to see some beautiful places and literally coaching is just... Even though after it, I am absolutely mentally, physically and emotionally drained. Not in a bad way. I absolutely just... I love it. Like, being able... To be sort of the person that I wish I'd have had from the start of my journey to help people understand and try and explain it in a way of... It's almost like for dummies, but I'm not calling any of the people that have taught dummies, by the way. But I know that that's how my brain works in terms of like, I like simple. I like it to make sense. And sometimes I do kind of over-explain things. I'm aware of this and, you know, I'm not perfect. But if someone doesn't understand a way, I'll try and find another way to try and help people understand 
And I think there's a lot of power in that in terms of like just helping people and giving people that belief that like you can do it. I've had like people, I've got hugs, I've had people cry and like actually giving people a new sort of lease of life and a new lease of confidence to try something that they would never have tried unless they'd come to a workshop and I know there's a lot of people who think oh beginner's workshop like I've got to be good before I can go to a beginner's workshop and actually you've not like just being a complete beginner even though you might not necessarily be able to kick up straight away or you might get tired really quick having someone explain the basics and go through how to fall out and how to kick up from the start and actually not guessing for six months will help massively and also it stop you becoming stop you getting bad habits and doing things that actually will hinder your progress so I suppose actually that's one of the benefits and one of the things that I want to say to anyone who might be listening who want to come to a beginner's workshop it's actually okay you don't have to be any level of anything like I had no strength and no flexibility when I first started I didn't have anything apart from being able to do a headstand and actually I would say that learning to headstand massively does help of just getting used to being upside down I do find headstands now the blood rushes to my head a lot more than handstands and it hurts my head more but if you're wanting to start an upside down journey headstands are definitely a plus and another another form of being upside down is what they call pincher uh forearm stand i hated forearm stand for ages and it wasn't until i was forced to learn it with um coach backman i did one of his courses and part of the drills were doing pincher and it wasn't until i did that that i was like actually i need to start really learning pincher and then I ended up learning to like just constantly, consistently trying to just, right, I'm going to do pincher, I'm going to do it. And now, actually, I prefer pincher to handstand. I find it's, I say I prefer, it's easier for me to balance because actually I use less of my grip and forearm strength. It's, it's all more, it's more in the shoulders. Um, I've actually, one thing that I will share is that I've actually had an, I just had a shoulder injury the whole time of me doing handstands and I actually didn't know that I had a shoulder injury really until I started doing handstands and it actually took me a bit of time to figure out but it stems from when I fell on my elbow learned to snowboard when I was 21 I think um it was so painful at the time and I just thought you know you just do an injury I mean I do this all the time I walk in stuff bruise myself and forget how it's even got there but this was quite a significant injury. I couldn't lift my elbow. I've not broke anything, but I think actually the process shunted my shoulder, so actually my left side. This is what took me such a long time to get my head around and be kind to myself about is that actually my progress isn't going to be the same as someone else's. I've got an impingement. I've got an injury. This is something that I've had to, I've suffered with. I've had cortisone injection. It's not been that bad where apparently I've got a tear or anything because I've had an MRI. It's just been very inflamed. And actually dealing with injuries is, it's an awful process to go through. And so just kind of think, actually, maybe you need to just chill out. And it was in lockdown that it got worse and worse and worse. And honestly, even sleeping, it was awful. It was just so painful. Shutting a door, like shutting a boot door, everything was just it was a nightmare I did end up having um the cortisone but before that I was having CBD from pure sport and 
I do believe part part of it actually helps with the information and bringing it down. And obviously, when when I had the cortisone, then I think that did help. The only problem is with the cortisone, then it can obviously um, it can have sort of other effects where actually then it could then mean that you end up with an impingement on the other side, which lo and behold, <laughs> more recently, uh, and I'm blaming pull-ups, it's actually more the gripping of stuff, but the pull-ups um, that I've been trying to do, I've now caused an impingement in my right shoulder. So both my shoulders are well and truly knackered. And I'm, this is why I'm spending less time upside down at the moment because I know that actually resting them helps. And that's something I've learned, trust me, the hard way. And I think because at one point with the handstands, they were my therapy. And I went and did handstands if something had pissed me off or if I just needed to get out of the house or if I just, you know, just wanted to get away from things. That was like my, my own world. And that's kind of one of the benefits of them is that, you know, you when you're in handstands, that is all you focus on. And if you need to escape, it's the same with the gym. If you need to escape, then they're a great they're a great distraction, is the word. That is the word. That's why I suppose I do love them so much. In saying this, I haven't really done many this week. I've coached, but I've not done many handstands, but I am planning to do some this evening um and then tomorrow. I really do want to up my training, but I am very conscious of my shoulder and I've not been. I've avoided pull-ups for the last month or three weeks, maybe a month. I think. I do lose track of time to try and help, and I'm doing rehab. I know how important rehab is, and if anyone is listening who has got an injury, please do the rehab and please go and see a physio because, yeah, one of the one of my favourites. I know this is going on a complete tangent. It's relative to handstand. One of my favourite therapies is acupuncture, and actually, more specifically, trigger point acupuncture. Um, I don't know why it's a bit disgusting and it's a weird feeling but I kind of like it I'm like it's almost like scratching an itch when it's in it's very bizarre <laughs> like the only way I can explain it but it it does help um and trigger point as well I love trigger point stuff which is why when I create the handstand movement I eventually then got these cork balls made and they've got the logo on and they're part of like a goodie bag which I give out in workshops as well but just a little bit of trigger point. We all get so tight in so many places and sitting at a desk all day doesn't help either. I have found that the more I've got into my fitness and training, the less I can spend sat down. And I used to, like, when I was 21, I'm like, I just want to sit down all day. And now I'm like, I want to be up and about and moving. And, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, long periods of time stood up. Eventually I can't wait to sit down, but... Also, I've been sat down for periods of time. I can't wait to get up and just move around. And I just can't get comfy being sat down anymore, whereas you used to be able to. So it's, it's interesting how your mindset can change once you get into a new regime and obviously get older as well. And you realise that the older you get, <laughs> the more things stiffen up and you need to stretch. Um, I think uh, I've written a list of things to like ask and not ask, but answer. <laughs> not ask um and i think one of them was how has my training changed over like i suppose the last five years it's changed i mean excuse the pun it's been quite up and down um i was like smashing the weights doing like heavy heavy lifts and i wasn't at first but then i got into real training in lockdown um because i trained with a friend and i was all about lifting heavy and getting a boost and i still want to be a beast to be fair because you know 
don't know what's wrong with being a beast. But um, like I say, I'm more wanting to be more flexible and I do want to be strong, but I know, I think I'm more aware of my limits and not pushing myself too much. I've learned that the hard way, like pushing myself too much isn't good. And actually, one thing I will say is that I'm more aware of like niggles and not, you know, what how my body's feeling. If I'm tired, like yesterday, I'd gone out on Friday. I could have trained yesterday, but I thought, is it going to be the optimum level of training? Is there any point? Or should I have another rest day, which would have been three rest days in a row? Shock horror. That doesn't happen often, but I thought, you know what? Body needs it. More aware of how my body feels. And I actually think doing handstands is what's helped with that. I think just weight training. Sometimes you think you just ache all the time, but you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. But you've got to be kind to your body. Like, it's really good to strength train. I think it's one of the best things you can do for your body, especially when you get older and you can then obviously have better balance and stuff. But combining it with body weight movements and being able to move your body and not being super stiff and being flexible within a reason of not being over flexible and then actually causing more injury, I think obviously that comes with training handstands. Like the more flexible you are and strong at the same time, the better your handstands are going to be. And I mean, I'm I'm hoping that I'm selling handstands to a lot of people here and everyone wants to get upside down if you don't already. Um, but... Obviously, there's, you know, there's certain people out there who just can't do it and that they don't want to. Like, you've got to want to do handstands. If you've not got any interest, it's there's just no point. Like, you do need to have some dedication and you need to get the bug. And I've had people get the bug that, you know, haven't thought they were going to get it. And they're like, oh, actually, I love handstands. This is great. So much fun. And I have watched it, like, transform people as well. So... I've gone on about handstands for half an hour. Even I'm surprised at that, to be fair. But that's kind of my handstand journey. Like, you know, it's been very up and down. And I've had the pleasure of working with loads of different coaches. And I'd, I do want to work with more people for my own handstands. Um, but then I actually just end up making myself too busy teaching other people. But, you know, I do love teaching. And it's, it's something that I think will always be... I don't ever know if it'll be full-time. Hopefully it might be. I think I'm still not sure yet. Um, I'm still balancing the two jobs, ironically. I think having both gives me a little bit of stability and makes sure that I can pay bills. Obviously, being an adult sucks. Um, <laughs> gotta, gotta pay the bills. Gotta get the skills to pay the bills. But I think it's just been... It's just been a, a whirlwind of five years and it's funnily enough, like the five years that I've been single is how I've, you know, it's, this is, I think handstands have developed me as a person, but then also I've worked on myself at the same time. So it's been, it's been an amazing five years and I'm excited for like what is to come, especially for like the rest of this year. I've got workshops booked in different places and I just, I've got Cornwall again, which absolutely, I went last week, last year, not last week. Absolutely just Cornwall is just one of my favourite places in the UK. And I definitely want to travel to more places. And, you know, people wanting to work with me from different places still blows my mind. And like, I'm still so grateful for everyone who does want to learn from me because I think, I, like I, you know, I have said in the previous podcast, I've got that little bit of imposter syndrome because I'm pushing myself outside my boundaries and 
sometimes I'm like, oh, was that good enough? Was it okay? Like, do people really learn? And sometimes I might give away too much. But this is, this you know, as a coach, I'm developing as a person as well. So it's, yeah, if you're thinking about learning to handstand, all I can say is do it. Or if you're thinking about learning any skill and you're scared of failing, like you're going to suck at something for a while. And if you learn handstands, you're going to suck at it for ages, unless you're one of these born natural people who should be handstanding, which I wasn't. So I feel you if, you, if you're not. I feel you because I was crap for ages. Um, but it doesn't matter. Just enjoy the process. Enjoy failing because you'll, you'll fast forward five years and you'll be like, shit, look how far I've come, which is something I need to do on a regular basis because I now look at myself and think, I can't press or I can't do this, but actually... I can, I know, I I can see the subtle things that I never used to be able to do that I can do now, and being able to compare and like not being able to do the splits, being able to do the splits, not being able to do a firefly pose, which I managed to get in a month, which I never would have done five years ago. So it's all about developing yourself as a person. Um, yeah, I managed to smash this one out before it's ten past five now. Um, I'm gonna get this uploaded. And I hope you all enjoyed listening to my hands-on journey. Not sure what next week's is going to be about. I am looking to do a joint podcast with people, but I just need to figure out the microphone situation because this is currently on a road mic and I don't have the setup for two people. So just bear with me on that one. Um, if there is anything anyone wants me to talk about, please just DM me on Instagram. Um, yeah. Hope everyone has a fabulous Sunday if you're listening to it today. If not, have a fabulous day and thank you for listening.